Shock Central Podcast. Coming at you. Um, Don't call I'm, it a comeback. Yeah, that's right. We've been quarantined <laughs> We've for been days. We've been the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Ronnie like normal. Well, I don't know how normal I am, but Aaron's here with us. Travis I guess it's a comeback here. for me. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. It's been a while since I've been on. Yeah. Travis is back like normal. Yes. Normal-ish. Normal-ish, yeah. <laughs> and since we uh, don't have many things to do, I figured we'd get on and do some C2E2 recap of the Aftershock likeness. Yeah, it feels like a long time ago, though. Yeah. Right? It's like, how many how many weeks? Three was, weeks ago? It was only three weeks ago, and it feels like... Three, yeah, feels like forever. Yeah. It feels like about three years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm sure my liver is okay with that, but... <laughs> uh, dude, my liver has been taking a pounding this last week, man. <laughs> <laughs> C2E2 is just training. Yeah, that was just training for the normal stuff. Yeah. So I know that, uh, speaking of training, I know that Aaron and I had a lot of um, training in the weightlifting of C2E2, because we stopped by the Aftershock (laughs) booth, and we bought lots of hard covers. (laughs) Why do we do that first thing in the morning? On on the first day. We could have easily done it on our way out one of the days. Yeah. I mean, we didn't need to buy everything immediately, I guess. Well, Ugh. I guess no, not. No, dude, like, you gotta, when, when you have the money in hand, you gotta, you gotta spend it, you know. If you wait, you might spend all the money before you get a chance to buy what you want. True. Well, look, what I said to Ronnie was, as soon as we walked in at the table... I was like, well, here goes half my budget for the weekend <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I mean, because I knew I, I had a list going in of stuff I wanted to look for to get. And I knew that there were at least three Aftershock books that I was going to be purchasing. And, yeah, we got them all right away on Friday morning. And then I sat and carried a backpack full of hardcovers the entire rest of the day. <laughs> yep. I, I thought you left it at the Aftershock table. That was me. No, Ronnie left. Ronnie left his. That was me. That's what it is, man. You should have just done that. Yeah. Well, it was funny when I put my bag down when we were grabbing lunch uh, at the table we were all at, and I went to get food. Like it felt weird to walk without, you know, at least thirty <laughs> pounds on my back. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'll go over what I had. Um, I got the hardcover for Animosity Year One and Year Two. Um, Rough Riders, uh, the Omnibus, I guess we'll call it hardcover because it has all of the yeah, the, whatever the complete collection, the complete collection, yeah. Pestilence, the complete collection, which I didn't know until um a couple nights ago on Twitter that this Pestilence hardcover is a C two E two exclusive, so there's another hardcover with a different cover on it. Interesting. So that means that I have to double dip and get that one as well. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got Dark Arc hardcover, which is the whole Arc one. Yeah, first what, 15 issues? Yeah, I I believe so. Mm -hmm. Which you and I said it was a missed opportunity about that one. Because on the cover it says Dark Arc and then it says Arc One with a C. Yep. And yep. It, and it and then they should have had the play on words and had it. Hundred percent should have been spelled with a K. Yeah. Kind and of then the most controversial hog cover that I got was was Shock Volume Two that somebody was screaming at me saying that I already had. <laughs> but I didn't. Did you I just, no. I'm telling you, you have it somewhere in your house because I bought it for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have three. I have three volumes of uh, Shock Volume One, different covers, but I don't have the mm. that. And then 
I guess I got Animosity, or Animosity The Rise hardcover as well, which I didn't know until I pulled that out. Wait, you got that in Chicago, or you already had it? No, I already have it. I didn't. I forgot that I had it though. Oh, okay. Because that was a, a what what do they call it? local comic book shop day things exclusives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't I don't think I have that one, but yeah, I I picked up the two animosity books. I got the Rough Riders and I got the first Dark Arc. Yeah. I think that was. Yeah, those were the four that I got from Aftershock in Chicago. Yeah. And then I got I got the Knights Temploral Lenticular cover and another Lenticular cover that escapes me. Yeah, who was it who got the um the the mystery boxes? Dewan. Dewan got Dewan. Yep. Yeah, like he did pretty well, right? Yeah. He got a nine point eight um, dark Arc Lenticular cover graded yeah, I think, in there. I think that right there paid for the box. Yep. Yep, because I think it was like a $100 comic, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, he got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and then he, he got... got <laughs> I think he got a... What was the two series? He got the full runs. He got Hotline Special, and he got... Um, I just forgot the second one. But, I mean, he got, like, some of the con-exclusive covers he got were good. He got a couple of really good trades. Like, I mean, everything that he got in there was something that I would have wanted. Yep. And I did, I did get a Hot Lunch special trade from Elliot. I didn't get it from the Aftershock booth, but I got it from Elliot. And he drew a little happy poop on there saying thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, dude, isn't that what Hot Lunch special is? Happy little poop. Yeah, I mean, like, isn't isn't hot lunch special a term? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Consult Urban Dictionary. Yeah. And, and just like uh, Dewan got hot lunch special, and he drew the five knuckle shuffle, shuffle turkey on it. Yeah. Which is also an urban term. <laughs> Yeah, Elliot was was in rare form uh, at C three Q this year. Oh, he's Elliot is the best. Yep, he is. He's one of my favorite people to hang out with at a convention. I the last couple of years in New York, I've got I spent some time at his table, and he's been awesome. And Chicago just completely solidified that guy's hysterical. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys swap uh, UFO stories or? Like <laughs> no. That? no, no, not this. <laughs> and the, <laughs> um, I I did turn in my application to be a part of the aftershock army to Joe, who uh, ripped it up right in front of my face. So I guess that's a no. I can't be on the aftershock <laughs> army. <laughs> but Sarah you're, was you're nice. More like, you're more like an aftershock national guard. <laughs> kind of person. I, I guess. Aftershock Merchant Marine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, it, it was a uh, it was pretty awesome actually cuz their booth was uh pretty much where it normally is at C2E2 like as soon as you walk in. Yeah. Um everybody was nice that was at the booth, which I guess that just means one other worker and Sarah cuz you can't count Joe in there. Right. You saying he's not nice or? Uh, well, he's nice, I guess. But you know, a little mouse told me that every time that Joe wasn't at the booth, that they sold tons and tons of stuff. And then when Joe came to work the booth, then they were pretty much dead. <laughs> well, yeah, because all his drunk friends show up and, <laughs> and crowd out all the customers. First of all, we spent a lot of money on our own at that booth. Yeah. And also, there were people that came by that I pointed to things and recommended other things, like trades, which is what I do in New York also. Yeah. So, Travis, you're you're mostly digital, right? That's right, yeah. So, I think I, I, think I picked up the most recent uh, Animosity 
paperback because my, my wife follows animosity and um, you know, it's that's something we like to loan out to people as well. So, yeah. yeah. So I think I think that was my only aftershock acquisition. Uh, and the rest of it more or less went to you know, essentially porn in one form or another. Yeah. That- Which it sounds like that's already been covered on uh, on Mary Legion podcast, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Don't need to like get into all the the grisly details and whatnot. Well, my version of the story, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty terrified to actually listen to that, and uh, oh. yeah, it's I'm sure it's all true. It it was a it was a good retelling, but Ronnie was factually inaccurate on a number of things. <laughs> Well, sometimes, yeah, but, you know, you have to uh, have to get away from the facts to capture like the essence, <laughs> of the thing, right? <laughs> so it was like more true than the truth. It was based yeah, I mean, on the like, true story. It it was generally pretty accurate, but days were all kind of jumbled together. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, and other stuff like that. Well, that's well, what anti- I, that's what drinking antihero does to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. There was uh, unpacking after the con. There was definitely a few things in the stack that I was like, "Where'd this come from?" <laughs> <laughs> More than a few doubles that were not cheap, and I'm like, oh, "Jesus Christ, dude!" <laughs> um, I since I know Aaron is as well. Like we're hardcover suckers, shall I say? <laughs> yeah. I was kind of looking back at like some of the stuff, like a Black Eyed Kids hardcover. I need that in my life. Yeah, and I asked Joe about that, and he says that they were planning maybe, and then it just never happened. Yeah. So, I definitely, I definitely want that. And then, you they... know, I mean, even some of the older series that they kind of finished that they have the trades for. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I I would love a nice hardcover version of Super Zero. You know, I I really like that book, and I talked to them a couple of years back, I guess, in New York, and they they said that there was plans maybe for a second arc if they could get it together, and I guess it just you know it's not going to happen at this point. But right. yeah, you it's know, Palmiotti, right? yeah, yeah, that's Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. I mean, yeah, they're busy guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it, Jimmy was the one that said that they had they had a second arc kind of plotted out, and I was like, "Well, just count me in as a sale already." And it's you know, I mean, at this point, it's been at least three years, I guess. So, you know, probably not going to get it anymore. <laughs> no, I think there's there's lots of things like um, their OGN stuff is still coming out you know their original graphic novels and i think like in that format even if it's just one arc or so like of cold war or like you said super zero or something like that it yeah the oversized european style hardcover would be amazing of course that's coming from a fan and not knowing the money side of it you know what i mean right but I mean, if if they keep doing, you know, like con exclusive hardcover, you know, covers and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably already have a mechanism in place where they can make, you know, even a limited run, you know, kind of like the the New York exclusive for Dreaming Eagles. Yeah. You know, maybe not even. I forget how many of those there were. Two fifty, maybe. Yeah, two fifty. But, you know, if they did a run, you know, something similar to that. Of you know, just like pick a series and and make a, a con exclusive hardcover edition. Mm-hmm. You know that I I think that there would be enough people that would probably pick it up. You know, I mean, especially, I mean, maybe that's just knowing our group of friends and how crazy we all go. Oh, it's con exclusive and it's a hardcover. Yeah, count me in. Right. But yeah. you know, I mean, they it seems like they sell. So. Yeah. Right. There's only one complaint I have from all of the hardcovers that I purchased at C2E2. It's that Animosity Year 1 is not the same size as the rest of the books? Correct. Oh my god, I 
I'm looking at my bookshelf now and it's just making me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a small complaint, but like, I don't know yeah. at that point, like when they printed that. Well, it was the first one they put out, right? Oh, the, the first hardcover? hardcover? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. You know, it's it seems like since then everything has become a uniform size except for um, like the the shock books are a bigger size. And the OG, and I want to say, yeah, yeah Horde and, and the other stuff for bigger Witch too. Hammer and Animosity, yeah. the Rise is that is that same size. There's a oh really the okay. European yeah oversized hardcover or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which which I don't care if like you said like for um, Super Zero if it's just one arc and they do it like that. I yeah. mean that'd be cool because I'm assuming. Like, Steve Orlando has a new OGN coming out. Okay. Uh, it might be delayed now because of the, the craziness that's going on of the world right, right. now. Um, but I'm assuming it'll be the same format as, like, Witchhammer and Shock Volume 1 and 2 and Horde and stuff. Right. And, like, uh, Zach's The Replacer. I think it's supposed to come out in that format too or it's already out i needed it but uh it was one of the boxes that didn't arrive right and that what they said i think so there were a couple things they said they i think they had 15 boxes full of stuff and like 13 or 14 of them showed up yeah they fell off and... the truck <laughs> no, it was delays in shipping because of everything going on at, even back then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that I was, was just picturing somebody in Chicago like, yo, <laughs> you guys like graphic novels? Yeah. Because yeah. I think The Replacer was in there. I think all three volumes of The Trade of Black Eyed Kids was in there. And then something else. Yeah, it was, um, wasn't it? Or maybe oh, it was... Book was it? Maybe it was I, maybe it was volume one of Black Eyed Kids was in there, but they had two volume two and three. But Joe didn't want to put them out without having volume one in there, the first something one. like that. Yeah, yeah, and and I forget was it did, somebody was supposed to do a signing, but his book was one of the ones that didn't show up. Mark Sables, maybe which book was that? Was that? Uh... Now you put me on the spot. Yeah, I, I'm completely blanking on what it was. Yeah. What it was. But I remember the first day we were asking if they had a signing schedule, and they're like, "Yeah, we were supposed to do this one today, but that box didn't show, so we're delaying it." Yeah. And I, I think it did show up by the end of the weekend. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I believe there was. Oh no! It was Elliot. It was Elliot because um, the Midnight Vista trade was supposed to be there. That's what it was, Midnight Vista. That's right. Yeah. And so, which I would love that in a oversized hardcover and not just yeah. trade form. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same same with Hotland Special. That was, I mean, I've told you this a billion times. That's probably my favorite thing that I've read from Aftershock. Mm-hmm. And I would I would love an oversized edition of that, too. Yeah. It's like that meme, you know, just shut up and take my money because it's hardcover and I want it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, not only do I just buy mostly everything Elliot puts out, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> like sight unseen. But yeah, no, I would definitely a hardcover version. Absolutely. Just shut up and take my money. Travis, how did it feel to be called the good guy? Of the of this podcast by Joe. Oh, I didn't. I forgot that. <laughs> you forgot all about that. that. Yeah, because we were all standing there, and he was like, "Oh, you're you're the good one out of the out of the podcast." And I'm like, "Huh." Of course, this was after he, you know, ripped up my resume and everything. So. Yeah, I'm gonna say that that's maybe just because uh, you know he Joe doesn't know me quite as well as he knows you two, so. <laughs> So like he's that's just like an assumption that I must be better than you guys, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, apparently we don't hold that high a bar, so you well, can probably just step over that one. At least you made it to the con on Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> true, 
True. Yeah, like Adventure. you guys are telling those stories about Friday morning. I'm like, I don't remember that. Why don't I? Why does that sound not familiar? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And of course, yeah, it's because you showed up well, after I lunch. Call in the night before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I didn't get out of bed until noonish. Double fisting at the tiki bar with Cullen kind of put a damper I mean, on like Friday mornings. I was also out with you guys, and my flight landed after you were already at the tiki bar. Yeah. I still made it there, and I was still at the convention hall at like 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. True that. Stupid, stupid will call will press call. passage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, trust me. You, you didn't want me there with you guys that morning. But I don't think anybody wanted any of that. <laughs> hey, listen, you... You did wake up before everyone except for me and Bill. I'll give you credit there, but you went right the hell back to sleep. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you know, like after it was clear that I couldn't, uh, you know, really be more than like five feet away from the toilet and just like <laughs> yeah. just went to sleep outside the uh, the bathroom door. Uh, <laughs> you know, like that's that's not a good way to be at a con. So. Like I had to had to get my shit together. Uh, but I mean the the tiki bar was quite the scene. The tiki bar was awesome. Yep. Yeah. A lot of dry ice and uh, tentacle monsters and tentacle monsters. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I would that, definitely go back there if I'm in Chicago again. Yeah. Now that we know what alley to go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's fun. And you even told me in a text when I'm like, are you guys going to be there for a bit? Because I'm just going to drop my bag at the house and I'll meet you. Uh-huh. You're like, listen, it says it's this address, but it's like in some alley, you know, behind something. I'm like, all right. And my and my uh, my Lyft driver still dropped me off in like this weird place. And I'm walking around corners. I'm like, I don't even see an alley. I'm like, where the hell? And then finally, I saw like a group of people wandering down like, <laughs> you know, towards where it was. I was like, oh, I'm just going to follow them. I'm like, this looks like something. Yeah. Well, at least you got lucky because Colin and, and Jimmy went down the wrong alley that was kind of like the origin story for Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah. They met Joe <laughs> yeah. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and Colin texted me and he was like, I don't think we're at the right alley. And I was like, I'll be up in a minute. <laughs> So you got there before they did, I guess? Yeah. Um, who was it? Me and Brad, I think, got there okay. before anybody else. And then and then Jay and Dennis and Travis, were you with them? I was with them, yeah. Yeah. Then they came and then, like, a, was Colin there when you guys got there or, or no? I'm pretty sure he was there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of, it, and like you said, it was cool. It was a, you know, a tucked away hideout, speakeasy place. Yeah, and I, I like that our table was kind of back, you know, out of the way. Yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, there was a lot of dry ice, huge drink platter things happening. Mm-hmm. And this way, you know, the, the servers weren't, you know, trying to shove past a table yeah, of us right. the entire Yeah, we were kind of tucked back in a corner out of the way, which yeah. was nice. Unless you broke the seal and had to go to the bathroom, and then you had a journey quite a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it gave us a good view of the that guy dancing. <laughs> yes, that is true. The single guy dancing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you got to dance, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, normally there's, you know... A place to dance and not just in between two tables in the middle of a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Look, somebody's always got to be the first one to start dancing, right? <laughs> I guess. He was like, I'm going to, this is a movement. It starts with me. <laughs> it ended with well, him, too. Well, I'll promise not you guys all one thing. Are created equal. <laughs> I will promise you guys one thing that movement will never, ever start with me. Hey, I saw you dancing at your wedding. Well, that's a different thing. <laughs> I'm not out drunk in public dancing. 
listen, there are a bunch of people there, and you were drunk, and you were dancing. So it's yep. close enough. I wasn't drunk enough then, apparently. <laughs> I could break a, a leg like Willard on Footloose, I guess, every once in a while. <laughs> so there's Let's a couple... hear it for Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um we'll talk about let's talk about um stephanie's book artemis yeah good artemis and the assassin yes that came out last week and um written by stephanie phillips uh megan hattrick is on the art and francisca ventini yes Okay. At this point, I'm going to tell you guys right now, and I've tweeted, or, yeah, tweeted, Stephanie could write a phone book, if those still exist, and (laughs) it would be intriguing, and I would read it. So, okay. What else has Stephanie written? That I may know, because this, as far as I know, this is the first thing that I have read. She, for Aftershock, she did The Descendant. Oh, okay. All right, I, I just didn't put the name to the book. I did read that. And then currently, I think it just wrapped up um, for Dark Horse, she has done uh, The Butcher of Paris. Okay, I did not read that. Well, shame on you, son. Shame on you. Listen... I can only read so many books in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> but also, uh, Phil Hester did this main cover, which is amazing, too. Yes. Travis, you want to give us the nutshell review or the nutshell of the book? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh if we're not selling. Um, so, I mean, it kind of starts out and we're seeing, like, uh, a lady who's like, I don't know if she's technically cyborg or if she's just kind of got some, some, you know, aesthetic body mods, but, you know, whatever is the case, she seems to be a, an agent that goes back into time to do missions, kill people, you know, so she starts out and she's uh, basically going to assassinate, um, you know, Tsar Nicholas in, in 1916 Russia, I believe, correct? Um, so we yeah, see that, good. and she comes back and dude is like, giving her a hard time because she was, you know, five minutes late for something, um, you know, and, and it kind of speaks to like, you know, the needing for time travel or whatever to, to be clockwork. Um, and, you know, seems like she is not necessarily there by choice. Like, she doesn't want to do these missions, but he saved her life in some capacity, so she's, like, obligated to do this stuff. Um, and, you know, he says, I got another mission for you. And then we cut to DC France, and there's, you know, a lady who's, you know, disrupting Nazi supply chains. Um, and, you know, she's getting recruited to basically spread the word about D-Day ahead of time um, until Lady Cyborg Assassin shows up and kills the recruiter, and that's the end of the issue. So, you know, is she coming after the recruiter? Is she coming after Artemis? Not entirely clear. But, you know, that's that's an issue one. Yes. Yeah. And and this and and like I said, this is right in Stephanie's wheelhouse as like uh, I don't know what you would call it, alt fiction I guess, or alt history maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's a history buff and uh, a professor, but yeah, this the whole first issue to me builds up for a badass series coming forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, it's another time travel book, right? So I feel like we're getting a lot of time travel books right now. And, 
I, I'm always a bit of a hard ass with time travel books about what their approach is going to be. So I don't know if, if you guys think there's you have a sense yet about whether this cyborg character or whatever is changing the past or you know trying to change the past or is making the past. You know. Well, that that was going to be my question at the end. Do you think that what she's doing is going to you know stop the nazis or going to aid the nazis in you know in the war well I, go ahead Ronnie. um are you talking about artemis herself well i'm no not necessarily i'm saying you know the the assassin girl Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Yeah. When she, you know, she kills the the recruiter guy, and she's standing. I mean, the last page is just her pointing her crazy light arrow thing. You know, so it's like, now is she supposed to be preventing, you know, any of this stuff from happening, or is she there, maybe to recruit, you know, the girl? to help this time space stuff. You know, like is, is Artemis now going to be one of these, you know, time assassins be, you know, based off of her work disrupting the, the Nazi part, you know, all the, um, the supply lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question going forward. Really? (sighs) To me, I feel like she's there recruiting her to join the time jumping assassins i guess but but does that... if she's if she's there to recruit her why did she have to kill the other guy i mean she could have easily just waited for him to walk away and then be like hey i know this guy was just talking to you but now you're going to come with me and help save the future save the cheerleader and save the future or whatever <laughs> Save the cheerleader, save the world. Yeah, I don't. Come with me if I, you want to live. <laughs> I don't think that's her style, though, of waiting. Like, so you know, because she did it right in the very first pages with Rasputin, right? But she did wait in that one because the guy was yelling at her for taking too long to do what she was supposed to do. She should have just been in and out instead of, you know. Uh, yeah. Good point. So, Good I retort. I, just I do really enjoy the idea that, you know, that's what you're doing is setting her up to, to join this, you know, force. And, you know, then, then we get a kind of POV introduction to, like, what is their deal and, you know, how do they operate. Uh, so, I, I had, that had not occurred to me. It's like, all the, all the D-Day stuff is kind of just set wrestling to get to the next part. So, because that's where yeah. I'm like, I think that's, that's a cool idea. What did you guys think of, uh, like, you know, she's an amputee? I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting it, you know, as, as she's running through whatever. She climbs a tree. Yeah. That's got to be tough with prosthetic legs. Especially 1940s European prosthetic legs. I thought it was really cool to show her kind of vulnerable, too, at that mm-hmm. point, right? Yeah. Like, because she was, she was the badass at the beginning, and then she went to her room and kind of, like, was able to... Um, be herself i guess and then when the guy comes and knocks on the door she's like hang on let me get my leg so yeah but i think that it, just in a way it also makes her that much more of a badass correct you know and in that you're like wow she just you know sniped this guy and ran away from dogs and guards and blew up this bridge and did all this crazy stuff and then it's like, oh, and she did that all on one leg. 
Well, I wonder if she gets like a fancy robot leg if, if she is joining this, uh, this force, you know, an upgrade maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That maybe they'll cyborg her or something. Yeah, like, uh, I, what is it? Death Proof or Planet Terror? Where like she has the uh, the leg that's a gun. Yeah. Could do that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because I mean, like the assassin has all those glyphs and stuff on her, right? Right. So may- maybe it's like magic something or technology uh, who knows i don't know yeah i mean i i'd assume there's some sort of magic based just on her bow where all she really has is just like the handle mm-hmm. but the bow itself and the arrow i mean there's no string there's no anything it just kind of just kind of there yep it's kind of like mirage right from uh from the new mutants doesn't she see yeah. like energy arrows yep So, first issue, any last thoughts before we rate this one up? Crickets uh, mean... Okay, <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a last thought. Alright. Which is, uh, you know, Cyborg Lady, which, I, you know, I don't know if they gave her a name, but uh, they, they mentioned specifically that she was saved from a flood. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Guesses about what flood that would be. You know, like obviously there is a flood that usually is the flood when people talk about a flood, but you know, I don't know if that's too obvious. Is it? Is it the flood? Is the, that what the you're biblical asking? Biblical flood. Yeah. Well, it could be. Um, maybe she was in St. Louis like three years ago, and the whole city flooded. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what it was. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Would would a, a biblical flood survivor have green spiky hair? Oh, she's got to go hip I with think the times. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, I think possibly. I mean, she also has a earring to nose ring. But also, too. I mean, assuming that they are in the future, I mean, she could be from some flood that has not yet even happened. You know, if if these people have the ability to go to go through time. You know, it might not just be a one-way going back. Maybe they can go ahead as well to do things. Yeah, good point. Now you're thinking fourth-dimensionally. <laughs> I mean, listen, you got it when it's a time and whatever travel book. Mm-hmm. Timey-wimey? Yep. Oh, wrong podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it... And it also hints to other assassinations that she's done also, right? Mm-hmm. Like Attila Dahan, and obviously we see Rasputin, and I can't remember the other one that he talks about. Because there was an unfortunate incident with the Attila Dahan assassination. Yeah. So... The world building here is pretty awesome, even just for the first twenty-two pages of a of a story. Yes. Yeah, I mean it has it has everything that I would want a, a first issue to have. It kind of splits, you know, the first half with one of who's going to be the main characters, mm-hmm. and the second half with the other, and you get enough of both of them to get you interested that when they meet up. Like, you know, they're, I'm, you know, I guess that, you know, they're going to, yeah, uh, it definitely, you're like, okay, I get who they are and now I want to see where they go. Right. So let's rate this one up, Travis. Uh, I'll go 4.25 out of five. Mr. Bell. Um, I would probably give it, hmm, let's see. I would give it a four and a half out of five stars. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four and a half out of five, too. 
Yeah. I, 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 I don't really know what it could have done to get the other half to make it a full five, really. Because, like you said, Aaron, like it has everything a first issue should have. Yeah, I. the one thing that I did not really like about the book is oh, oh. when... And I mean, it's not even a major thing. It's it's just when, um, you know, when the book happens, that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, the when they're following uh, Artemis around, it some of the the way that it's colored in the second half, it looks like, and I, I'm sure this is a stylized choice. It looks like you're watching like an old movie, like it's a little dulled. If that makes sense. I mean, if, if you look at the beginning, it's much, you know, the stuff with Artemis is much brighter and more mm-hmm. vivid. And then when it gets to France, it looks kind of like it just Dull. looks more. Yeah, yeah it looks yeah. older. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it's filtered through that. And that to me that, it you know, it knocked it down a little bit. But honestly, I think this is my favorite first issue that Aftershock has put out in some time. What do you guys think about the backup story, though? Like, because um, he takes her because she's um, the assassin. He um, is training her, and she always wants her first mission. And then all of a sudden, like, she's like, he was like, okay, let's go. I'm tired of hearing you cry about it. You're going to get your first mission. So they jump through the portal, and then they open the door. And he was like, or before they open the door, he's like, you have to kill the person behind the store. And she's like, easy, no problem. And then they open the door, and then we don't find out who it is, but the reaction on her face is like, uh, I don't know if I can. Mm. So who could be behind the door? Is it like Looper, and it's it's the older version of <laughs> herself? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> That it could be. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on it too. I'm just I was just curious. Like that part, that part of her backstory was awesome as it as a separate story in the back half of the book, and it did and it didn't take up the two stories that we had in in the front. If that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a short backup, too. It was only, like, five or six pages, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And I know... I mean, it's good, so I'm... Like I said, Stephanie Phillips could write a phone book. Elliot Rahal could write a cookbook. And I'm on it, so... <laughs> I'd need a hard, hard cover, hardcover of both of those things, please. <laughs> <laughs> Especially now when there's shortages of toilet paper. Yeah. Well, I have 90s comics for that. <laughs> yeah, we all have 90s comics for that. <laughs> Ooh, newsprint? I don't know. Ouch. <laughs> hey, desperate times, brother. <laughs> it's like, you know, high grit sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I want to, before we get done here um coming in may hopefully still maybe um zach thompson has a new book coming out called lonely receiver with a lady and she's um falls in love with her ai counterpart so that looks pretty cool nice um and then disaster inc comes out and it is joe harris who uh, wrote the Great Pacific Rock Stars and the X Files, and that looks pretty, pretty amazing too. What is what is that one? Uh, it is a samurai. I'm in. A, yeah, a samurai <laughs> like. Um, well, it has like the the hazard symbol, so I'm okay. assuming it's like a. Uh, a post-apocalyptic kind of 
Samurai Story? Samurai Story. Huh. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, and then uh, Dead Day comes out also in April, maybe. Like I, I say that, but I'm not a hundred percent sure because of you know the stuff that's going on in the world today. Like I don't know if it gets pushed back, if it comes out like right. normal, you know. And that's uh, Ryan Parrott. And um, Dead Day is um, one day a year where the dead come back to life. Is it good or not? Basically. Yeah, yeah so, that would definitely interest me as well. Yeah. And, the, and, and there's also a lot of books people should be grabbing if they're not. You know, like... Uh, God Killer started off good by Mark Sable. Yep. We've only got issue one of it so far. Yeah. Um, Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson, who I aforementioned before, um, they're doing Undone by Blood, which uh, issue two is out. And that looks like it's a pretty cool matchup, like 70s western-ish kind of style book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and John Lehman is killing it, in my opinion, with the man who fucked up time. Yes. Issue, issue two came out a little bit ago. Right. I also I really enjoyed um, what's the other Zach Kaplan book? Um, join the join future. the future. Yeah. 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 You have joined the future. Yes. Yeah, also, bad reception is back. You know that was yeah. that was a popular topic at C two E two with what's going on with bad reception, and seems like we're back yeah. on track. Yep, we are mm-hmm. back on track as that came out this week as well, or last week, as you listen to this. Right. Yeah, I was like, didn't I just pick that one up? <laughs> but yeah, time yeah. and recording. Yeah. See, yeah, yeah just got to be patient, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we'll not see. all of us can come from the future to get our comments. <laughs> and then uh, the back half of this month has Dark Ark After the Flood, number four. Yep. Um, shoplifters will be liquefi- <laughs> or liquidated. Yeah, liquefied. That'd be cool, <laughs> too. Number five. And then uh, Knights Temporal, The Trade, comes out also. Uh-huh. You guys got anything else to add? I got one thing. Uh, All right. It's just back to C2E2. Uh, <laughs> just some tidbits that I thought maybe were, were valuable and people might want to know. Uh, and that's that Joe, uh, first of all, was in the first two episodes of The Walking Dead. Uh, right. And come to find out, his daughter not only is in, I believe it was Watchmen, right? Yeah. Watchmen and Stargirl right now. So if you want to support Joe's daughter, go check out those series. I just started Watchmen a couple days ago, actually. Yeah. Watchmen's very good. It's very good, yeah. Stargirl hasn't started yet on TV, has it? No. No. No, not yet. But she plays plays the mean girl in Stargirl. I believe she's in eight of the ten episodes. Yeah. Is what he said. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I haven't went back and watched Watchmen to see if I can see her. You know, because I wasn't looking for her when I was watching the episode before. But now I I know that she's in there. Then go back and be like, hey. Yeah, let's and get Joe. some screen caps tweeting at Joe. Let's do it. Yeah. If you can find her. You'll get some aftershock swag, I think. Maybe. Maybe. Huh. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything else you want to, before we sign off a yeah? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, let's do it, man. Cool. Um, you could find us on the Twitter machine. We are at Aftershock Pod. Travis is at the great magnet 
Aaron is obviously at Aaron S. Bell because that's his name. And I'm at, at Rombar316. And if you're stuck home, quarantined, whatever, think positive, read comics. Comics are awesome. And we will get out of this and be on the other side before you know it. Peace out.